0: We'll it's Miles. Hey guys, it's Sean. And this week we are going to be covering the Philadelphia fever, otherwise known as Legionnaire's disease. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Just wanted to let you guys know that you will definitely be hearing Nola the Husky this week. She wanted to contribute to this episode. On July 21st, 1976, the American Legion opened its annual three-day convention at the Bellevue Stadford Hotel in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The American Legion is described as an organization of U.S. war veterans headquartered in Indianapolis, Indiana, which is actually pretty local to where we are. Yeah. More than 4,000 Legionnaires attended this event. Most of them were men, um, but they were, you know, a lot of people were accompanied by their families. The event was to commemorate the bicentennial of the Declaration of Independence. It was supposed to be, you know, a huge celebration, full of joy and energy, um, but things didn't turn out quite as they planned. About 600 legionnaires stayed um, at the Bellevue Stratford Hotel, which at the time was considered one of the best lodgings in Philadelphia. Um, I'll attach pictures of this hotel. It's, you know, really beautiful. Um, But the point here is, is that all the legionnaires didn't stay at the hotel. Um, Only 600 of them did. After the event, some of the attendees started to complain about pneumonia-like symptoms, high fever, coughing, chest pain. Um, And a couple days after the event, things really started to go downhill Ray Brennan, a 61-year-old legionnaire and retired U.S. Air Force captain, returned home from the event complaining of feeling tired. Three days after being home, on July 27th, Ray died of an apparent heart attack. Jeez. Yes. Brutal. Mm -hmm. On July 30th, Frank Aveni, another attendee of the event, also died of an apparent heart attack. Three legionnaires and event attendees Also died on this day. Uh Oh. So on by July 30th, that's five people who were attendees of the Legionnaire event had died. There's something in the water. (laughs) On August 1st, only 24 hours later, six more Legionnaires died. All men were 39 to 82 years old and had all complained of tiredness, chest pain, p- chest pains, congestion, and f- and a fever topping 107 degrees. Wow. I couldn't even imagine a fever of 107 degrees. Yeah, that sounds terrible. I've had 104 degree fever and I felt like I was absolutely dying. Yeah, I had mono before and that was like just super exhaustion and – Just like no energy. Yeah. I couldn't imagine all the other stuff with that. Yeah. Dr. Sidney Franklin, who was a physician at the Philadelphia VA hospital, began treating a few of his patients for shortness of breath and abnormal cases of pneumonia. By August 2nd, four of his patients were dead. Dr. Franklin was one of the first to kind of pick up on this pattern and he decided to contact the CDC to help investigate um, and figure out what was really causing this because he noticed all of these people had either been to the event or been around the Bellevue Stratford Hotel. When Dr. Franklin had told the CDC about this illness, he had originally been concerned that the men had contracted swine flu. Interestingly enough, the country was already concerned about a nationwide swine flu epidemic. So they were already kind of on edge about this. Um, And the Gerald Ford administration had already begun making plans to vaccinate all Americans against the swine flu. So that was kind of like something that that the nation was already feeling. Um, And so he must have just... You know, that was the first thing he could think of that this illness would be because they were already expecting something like this to happen. Yeah. By August 15th, many more attendees had fallen quite seriously ill and 29 had been confirmed dead. So this moved really quickly. The initial, you know, event was on the 21st. And then by the first, people were starting to die. And by the 15th, 29 had already died of this mysterious illness. Interestingly, though, a few other cases popped up which weren't legionnaires. So these legionnaires who were getting sick were legionnaires that had stayed in the hotel, had not stayed in the hotel. But for the most part, they were legionnaires until these other cases popped up. So there was a bus driver that became ill. There were some pedestrians that had said that they had walked by the hotel and a hotel air conditioning technician they had all been confirmed with the symptoms of this mysterious illness i smell a conspiracy going on right now <laughs> well and so did everybody else hello everyone my name is joe and forgive me for interrupting this great episode of forensic miles But I wanted to just let you all know that I have a brand new true crime podcast of my own called Still Unknown, an unsolved true crime podcast. Each week I will dive into a new unsolved murder or missing persons case, and who knows, maybe even a paranormal story every now and then. You can subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to this podcast here. You can also follow the podcast's Instagram page at Still Unknown Podcast. Episode one will be out on January 1st, so subscribe now to hear it when it debuts. Thank you, and now back to this episode of Forensic Miles. The CDC began their investigation, one of the biggest investigations ever. All causes were being investigated, bioterrorism, foul play, microorganisms, and toxins. In a Morning Call article, Dr. David Spencer, who was the director of the Federal Center for Disease Control in Atlanta at the time, had said, what we know is really what we don't know. It's possible we'll never know. So they were extremely concerned and extremely confused about what was going on and how many people were falling ill and actually dying. This was something that they had never seen before. This Whatever was co- causing this was, quote unquote, a new illness. They'd never seen it before. They started to call this illness the Philadelphia fever or legion fever, Um, and Dr. David Spencer said that for a person to be considered to have legion fever, they must have been attendees at the convention or around the convention, had a fever over 102, and evidence of pneumonia in their lungs. Although officials were encouraging the public to remain calm, they themselves were very concerned that this would become a, quote, medical catastrophe. Because they had not found a cause quickly, the public's imagination ran wild. People thought that the cause might be domestic terrorism through chemical or microbiological means. Some thought that it was a CIA experiment. Others thought it might be a hoax to encourage people to get the swine flu vaccine. It's always an inside job. Mm -hmm. In September, the investigation shifted from an external cause such as poisoning or CIA experiment or any of those things to the hotel itself and they started to test everything carpets wallpaper air conditioning units plastics soaps paper i even remember reading something about them testing the containers that they served the morning bloody marys in hmm. so everything in the whole hotel was being tested. Microbiologist Joseph McCade had initially thought that the, vi- that the cause was viral, but he truly didn't know. During the Christmas season of 1976, Joseph decided to take a break and go to a holiday party. The party was not as relaxing as he had hoped, though. One of his superiors superiors criticized him for not yet finding the cause of the mysterious illness. And this kind of burned a fire underneath him. And Joseph was now more determined than ever to find what the cause of this illness was. Um, And he went back to the lab where he continued his testing. So this is actually extremely sad. um, And I really hate the use of animals um, in testing, but Joseph was actually able to find the cause of this illness in January of 1977. He injected a guinea pig with lung tissue from an affected patient, um, and that's when he noticed something weird. He found a red rod-shaped organism that was the cause of the illness, um, and McCabe had never seen anything like it before. Although the CDC and the Philadelphia Health Department responded relatively quickly to the outbreak as they, no- they noticed the connection right away, it took six months for the cause to finally be discovered. Invis- investigators initially thought that this quote-unquote new bacterium had been growing in the hotel refrigerators. However, it was soon discovered that it was actually breeding in the cooling tower of the hotel's air conditioning system. They named the bacteria Legionella. So this means that the bacteria actually aerosolized and spread through the air conditioning and infected people when they breathed it in. So this is how people who just walked past the building were able to be infected by this. I mean, think about it when, you're, when you walk right past a door and you feel that gush of air or when there's an air conditioning unit that's dripping. So why did it like take to only certain people then why wasn't everybody affected according to healthline.com um not everybody who breathes in contaminated air droplets get the disease um but there are some major risk factors that might Make it more likely that you do being over the age of 50, having a weakened immune system due to another illness, having chronic lung disease, um, having cancer or smoking cigarettes. And we have to keep in mind that there were young people that got the disease, but the youngest was like in their late 30s or like close to 40s and the oldest were close to their 90s. So it really was affecting that kind of realm of age group. The, the cause behind the growth of the Legionella, Legionella pneumophilia was suspected to be a rapid heat change in the Philadelphia area. It had been super hot all of a sudden, and when they turned on the AC, the bacteria had begun to travel inside the hotel as well as the outside entrance. All in all, the outbreak reached 221 people and killed a total of 34, mostly men, but there were a few women. It was known as one of the worst U.S. medical tragedies of the 20th century. So this is a really big deal. And I read somewhere that um, the way that they handled this and found out the cause really helped in later outbreaks, um, which, you know, was a huge medical feat. After the identification of the epidemic and because of national outrage, Congress held hearings and the Bellevue Stratford Hotel was forced to permanently close. Now that they knew what the disease was and how it presented, they decided to work backwards in time and see if they could find any more instances of the disease. The first domestic epidemic that they found was at the Hormel Foods Corporation meat packing plant in Austin, Minnesota in 1957. 78 people developed pneumonia. In 1979, 20 years later, survivors of the illness were tested and it was discovered that they had elevated levels of antibodies to L pneumophilia in their blood, leading investigators to believe that the cause had been the plant's cooling tower. That was not the only evidence of Legionnaire disease in the past. In 1965 at St. Elizabeth's psychiatric hospital in Washington, DC, 81 patients developed pneumonia and 14 of them died. It was assumed that the cause was lawn sprinkling system that they had just kind of started to repair, but obviously they couldn't confirm this because they had no real evidence. Now, believe it or not, the 1976 outbreak of Legionnaire's disease was not the first time this happened at the Bellefue Stratford Hotel. No way. Mm-hmm. Although not as many people were affected, in September of 1974, the hotel hosted the Independent Order of Odd Fellows. And out of uh, 1,500 attendees, 20 developed pneumonia and two died. So how crazy is that? The whole this hotel out of the very few confirmed cases that they have, this hotel had two outbreaks. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. I, I mean, I guess it's a good thing it's shut down. Yeah, for sure. But some of these cases that they found actually spanned over years. So in Spain, over the span of seven years between 1973 and 1980, at least 150 tourists who stayed in the Rio Park Hotel contracted pneumonia. The source was proven finally to be the portable water system, and they were finally able to um, stop people from getting pneumonia. I mean, imagine being a tourist in Spain, and all of a sudden you get pneumonia. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah. In more recent years, um, 1981 to 1997, at least 250 patients, visitors, and employees of the Los Angeles Wadsworth Veterans Administrative Administration Hospital died of Legionnaires' disease. Um, the cause was also supposedly, their portable water system. According to the CDC, Legionnaire's disease has actually been on the rise since the 2000s. There were more than 10,000 reported cases in in 2018. They say that the number is most likely low as the disease is really underdiagnosed because it it looks like pneumonia. Hmm. So this case was covered in a Forensic Files episode called Legionnaire's disease, which I totally um would encourage you guys to watch because it's really, really crazy. And they do interview a lot of people who were affected and um, survivors of this epidemic. Oh. They are also able to interview the investigators who helped solve this case. I don't know if you guys also watch medical shows. I don't know that people – I think mostly it's either true crime or medical shows. But we started re-watching House and Royal Pains. Um, but now that you've heard Legionnaire's disease, you will literally hear it mentioned in every single medical show. Sean, you and it's, I. W- it's like instant, <laughs> instant, like first diagnosis.
1: Legionnaire's, Legionnaire's
0: disease. <laughs> God be Legionnaires. We were just watching House, and the one of the first uh, diagnoses they um, brought up was Legionnaire's disease. And Sean and I both looked at each other and were like, um,. No, none of those symptoms line up because this particular episode has been one that we've been really interested in for a while. So I was able to come across an interesting fact about Legionnaire's Disease, and it is that Bob Dylan actually wrote a song called Legionnaire's Disease. Um, He didn't sing it. The band Delta Cross Band sang it, Um, and I'm not going to put it in here, but you can look it up on YouTube, and it's there. Um, I will read you the first verse, though. It says, some say it was radiation. Some say there was acid on the microphone. Some say a combination that turned their hearts to stone. But whatever it is, it drove them to the knee, their knees. Oh, Legionnaire's disease. So I thought that was really interesting. I wasn't expecting to find that when I was doing my research. Yeah, seems like an interesting song topic. Yeah, but you know, you never know where artists get their inspiration from. Anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. And I am really excited because I've got some exciting news next week. Um. And we will see you all next Thursday. Catch you guys on the flip side. On the flippity flip. Flippity flip.